And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Indeed I am, and thank you so very much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial. I, I just love that. Do you realize, do you realize John Bon Jovial, that in the yeah. seven years or so that we've been doing this, we have made you legendary? I'm a legend in my own mind, indeed. And that's about the size of it, too. We're here with another week of music, merriness, madness, and all kinds of good stuff, and uh, not the least of which is the good music. And we've got some great indie music for you this week, a surprise or two along the way. I think you're going to really enjoy this show, including our opening number by a group who call themselves Delta Phonic. This is Liars.
the Funkaphonic would be another word for it. They call themselves Delta Phonic, the tune, of course, Liars. They're a uh, New Orleans-based duo, and uh, they claim to be inspired by musical giants like Tom Waits and Taj Mahal, Mississippi John Hurt, Dr. John, even uh, Jimi Hendrix. So uh, they have a, a variety of influences, as many of your better artists do. They kind of experiment with the classic sounds, and uh, the results uh, include lyrics that are kind of between extreme satire and affection and, uh, uh, and all the other extremes. On stage, they're an all-energy act with uh, surprisingly big sound. They often include a horn section, elaborate costumes, and uh, bizarre banter, which is probably uh, next step beyond what we do, which is inane banter. So uh, what do you think of them, John Bon Jovial? Oh, I liked it, but you left out also uh, a little bit of Wilson Pickett and the OJ's. Uh, that, yeah. uh, there's some influence there. Yeah, and I, Funkadelic. I, I like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of a mass appeal it would have. I think it's a, a kind of a novelty thing, but it's certainly something that I could listen to. I, I like that kind of music. Uh, but you know, in today's environment, are these millennials and younger? Uh, really ready for a James Brownsian, Wilson Picketsian kind of thing. Yeah, no, I exactly, I understand exactly what you're saying, and uh, I don't have any idea why I just said what I said, which was, yeah, no, I have always laughed when I hear <laughs> somebody, a news person or an interviewer or anybody for that matter, uh, answer a question with, yeah, no. It's just totally yeah, no, weird. Yeah, no. I, it, it's not as bad as everybody has gone to being a it valley girl now. I, I don't know if you've noticed one of my pet rants is how everybody answers a question with, so let me tell you this. So the answer to that, I mean, it's like everybody's a valley girl. They get to start everything with, so that, that just rankles me. But anyway, moving right along, they're Delta Phonic and who knows, maybe we'll get them here on the show. You never know. It should be a lot of fun. It's a fun type of music. That'd be great. I'd love and, to talk to them sometime. Yeah, we do like to have fun here. Yeah. We uh, play all kinds of music. Some of it is even good, and uh, including what we just heard. As a matter of fact, we like to think the music we play here is all good. And uh, to your point, John, uh, different, uh, different strokes for different folks in the show does tend to try and appeal to all genres, favorites, and all listening audiences. So we do have uh, we have an older audience. We have some of the younger audience. We do have the cross-generational. And uh, we try to select the music uh, accordingly so that uh, we do have a little bit of something for everybody. I think you're going to uh, think you're going to catch that from uh, our two guests today. I want to thank Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio, which is our flagship FM station in upstate New York. Hello to all of our friends and listeners there in Rochester. Glad to have you with us. Glad to have our listeners around the world with us because uh, we've got a, a growing audience. I just uh, I just picked up a contact in, uh, in South Africa who was uh, really amazed uh, that uh, I actually answered him. He didn't really, I guess he didn't really expect to get a uh, an answer from me or or maybe any answer at all. I don't know, but he uh, 
he uh, showed definite amazement that uh, I had answered him and thanked me profusely. And I was really, really glad to get a chance to talk to him, as I am with all of our listeners. And uh, I love to get the uh, the emails and the notifications, although the Facebook notifications can be a bit overwhelming at times. And uh, uh, for those of you who may have uh, posted something and expected me to reply to a notification, I should explain, as I have online several times, that uh, I get so many and Facebook only lets me go back uh, about an hour or so. Once in a while, I can go back a couple hours through the notifications, but I go so far back and all of a sudden it just locks up and I have to close out Facebook and start over again. So uh, I don't, oh, it's especially, especially critical overnight because I'll get on first thing in the morning and only be able to go back to the last hour or so of the notifications I've gotten. Anything before that is just totally lost. With that being said, John Bon Jovial, how are things in the, in sunny Florida today? Uh, pretty sunny, I, I have to admit, and pretty dead. Got to admit that, too. You know, this uh, whole uh, you know ex- human experience that we are all undertaking right now has uh, really kind of uh, quieted things down. And one of the things that I have noticed uh, is the uh, environment. Mother Nature seems to be enjoying the break. Uh, the beaches here uh, in the uh, Naples and Fort Myers area are actually starting to see shells uh, wash back up on the beach again. Uh, wow. More of the sea, yeah, more of the sea turtles are uh, coming back up on the beach to uh, lay their eggs and nest, uh, which uh, they do every year, uh, but there's a definite increase this year. Uh, wood storks are, uh, you know, have been here all winter long. Uh, but it's only in the last two or three weeks that there's been this bizarre second coming of wood storks, which you know is mm. good because they're kind of on the endangered list. So yeah, it has been a mixed blessing. Uh, you know, we're we're all confined to our homes right now, uh, or you know yes. the, necess- the the necessities of life. You know, toilet paper and such. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, our, our our dear mother really does seem to be enjoying this and, and more power to her. I'm thinking that maybe once every 50 years, humanity needs to take a break, leave the planet alone, let it regenerate itself, and then we go back about our business again. It would be nice. And I was also thinking with reference to what you uh, mentioned about the toilet paper, I was thinking it would be a great prize if we could do it on the show here. Uh, and that would be, you know, give away toilet paper. I mean, what more could we do <laughs> to win over an audience? Be the fifth we caller, could... and we'll give you a roll of toilet paper. Yeah, I know. And, you know, you keep hearing what? We had one in North Carolina, another in Texas, a, a semi that was either stolen or crashed that was full of toilet paper. I and I, I, I really don't understand. I don't it's understand the toilet paper shortage. There are warehouses just loaded to the gills with them. Now they panic bought so much that. We can't catch up. They can't stock it fast enough. It's it's incredible, and you stop to think that uh, it wasn't too long ago that nobody had toilet paper. I mean, it's a gross thing to think about, but it wasn't that long ago that toilet paper didn't exist, folks, and we got by without it then. What's the panic now? But the bottom line to me is really simple. It's not the end of the world. If it nope, was, there'd it be no need for toilet paper anyway. 
And a chicken little is not out there proclaiming that the <laughs> sky is following is falling, regardless of what the media might have you believe. Exactly. And, and we are we part of that first, media. Before we get to that first guest today and uh, and his music, I just want to add our first The David Bowers Award of the Week to all the people in the music world who are stepping up their game in this time of sickness for some, financial stripe for many, and fear and struggle for all of us. Some give help or necessities. Some give money. Some give prayer. But this is not the time for politics or the blame game or for old disputes and petty disagreements. This is the time when humans of all nationalities, races, creeds, political or social sects must all come together to help all of us as much as we can. And for those who are uniting to help, we salute you. That being said, we'll move on to our first guest who is standing by, probably sitting there in the green room saying, well, when's it my turn? Right now, Brent McCullough, hang in there because we're going to play the tune that caught my attention and got you invited to be on the show. We'll be talking with you about it in, uh, say, a minute and a half. Here's Brent McCulloch with Stayin' Inside. There you go, staying inside. The man is Mr. <laughs> Brett McCulloch, and he's here to talk with us today. Brett, come on in and say hello. How's everybody doing? Thank you guys doing for having great. me. Doing great. Thank you. If we get up off the floor laughing here, I know I caught John by surprise. <laughs> uh, John, my co-host, John Bon Jovial, I never let him hear the music ahead of time because I like to get his first impression. I want, I want to see and hear what <laughs> I he love says. that name, so, by the way. That cracked me up. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, that's, we've we've uh, had several a... discussions about it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was sitting here watching him on our uh, on our backstage video where we we communicate between songs, so we can talk about you behind your back. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was watching him, and he uh, he was getting a kick out of this when he when he first he got a hint when he heard the music, of course, because you kind of know what's coming. That's. That's one of the most famous <laughs> tunes of the of this of the last century, I guess. But uh, yeah, and, yeah. and the, the the lyrics 
are just great. You, you put together some great lyrics, and as I as I inferred at the beginning, that's this is the uh, this is the thing that uh, got me tracking you down to see if we could get you to come on the show with us. How did you first off? How did you come up with the idea for this tune? There's a bunch of these songs going around right now, and uh, this has to be one of the better ones. This is definitely well, one of so the better much. ones. Thank you guys. Yeah, um, I, I just was talking to my family, and obviously, I mean, this was when I made this thing. It was just a baby, um, the coronavirus. I mean, that a lot of people weren't taking it seriously, and I'm uh, I'm always one to kind of err on the side of caution. So I was kind of taking it seriously from the beginning, and I just was like telling my family and friends, you know, you guys stay home. They don't know much about this thing, and a lot of people kept comparing it to the flu and I was just saying like we've got a lot of research for the flu you know we don't have a lot of research yet for this stuff so it's better just to you know plan for the worst case and hope for the best but um I was talking to my family and friends and everything and I got off the phone and I was just sitting on my couch and all of a sudden staying alive by the Bee Gees just popped into my head and I was like (laughs) you know what I need to change the the lyrics and just do something clever and, and just try to make people laugh about it and maybe spread some awareness and at the time you know I I made it for my my family and friends but you know I just got off the couch and I went to I've got a little home studio set up here and I went to my room and you know within an hour I had basically finished the track I programmed the drums I laid all the keyboard stuff down I tracked all the vocals and uh, I was like man this track needs guitar and it needs bass and so I called up two of my best friends Alex Kilroy on guitar and I said, hey, man, I got this crazy idea, uh, and it's staying inside. It's a play on staying alive by the Bee Gees, but it's about the coronavirus, and I changed the lyrics up a little bit here and there. Would you mind just doing me a favor and just playing on it and just sending me a video of you recording your guitar track? And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely, man, no problem at all. So he sends it over, you know, an hour later, and I call Adrian up. Adrian Laird is the bass player on the track and he's he's one of my best friends in the world i mean he he uh i was actually the best man at his wedding uh so you know we've, we've known each other a while we went to school together and he's just one of the best bass players i know on the planet and so i called him up and i said hey you know same deal hey i got this crazy idea would you just do me a favor i know it's stupid and, and whatever but just do it it'll be funny you know we'll send it to our family and friends and you know that'll be that and uh, we had it we had it finished in basically, you know, probably five or six hours total. They sent me their video stuff. I, I mixed all the audio and put the video together in Final Cut, just real minimal stuff. And then I just threw it on YouTube, and we sent it to a few friends. And uh, before we knew it, I mean, we didn't expect, you know, I, I was just thinking it would get a few hundred views and all that stuff. And, you know, now we're at almost 2 million views and counting and it's just unbelievable and we've had celebrities play it we've been on tv shows uh fox news sunday played it yesterday and uh inside edition played it on their show and it's just been absolutely insane john travolta actually posted it on his social media and did he (laughs) which is like a famous he he did i mean we were i was gonna ask you it was like every day Every day it was something new. Oh, man, new, you, you got to be jazzed over that. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. I mean, it's just been unreal. I mean, we didn't expect anything out of it. I just threw it up, and I was like, oh, you know, this will be funny for me and maybe one or two other people. <laughs> you know? 
but uh, it's been really cool to see the reaction and the responses. And, you know, a lot of comments we've gotten are like, you know, people are saying, hey, we haven't, you know, I haven't smiled in weeks and this video made me laugh. Um, you know, and, and it's comments like that that really make this whole thing worthwhile. And, and it, Absolutely. it feels good to kind of do something to spread some positivity in these tough times. Um, and and spread some awareness too. And I mean, little did I know, I mean, at that time they were saying, oh yeah, staying home is the best way to fight it. So I just went with it, but you know, the health experts and everything are still saying that staying home and staying inside and just being cautious is really the best way to beat this thing. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and I was thing that jazzed me about this was the fact that it was, Pretty much as you described it, it was something that popped into your head where you could have a little fun with a normally a serious situation. It, it kind of uh, kind of threw me back to the fifties uh, and early sixties when there was another creative period in music where uh, this actually happened. You had uh, oh, you had groups like the Four Preps who did a series of songs where they they did a play on the real songs. As a matter of fact, what they did, they carried it one step further and they even sounded like the artists whom they were parodying and uh, several other artists with well, the four preps made a part of their career out of that and went on to become some famous people in their own right. You had the country singer, uh, Sheb Woolley, who was a Western movie actor. Uh, the guy that gave us the purple people eater, he made a career out of his alter ego, Ben Colder doing takeoffs of songs <laughs> like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it really, it was a kick in that respect, too, because it, it just showed that creativity is alive and well. It just hasn't been getting the publicity that, uh, you know, that other aspects have been. And I'm really, really glad for you and the others who are stepping up and, and letting their imaginations take them away. One of the things I did want to talk about, other than the fact that you had some serious musicians uh, working with you on that, but also the fact that you're a serious musician and uh, you're not really <laughs> you're not really known for your uh, for your disco or dance music. <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, this was just kind of uh, just an idea that I ran with, and I I've been a you know Bee Gees fan, but I'm I'm a fan of a lot of music. Sure. Um, so, you know, there wasn't like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a Bee Gees tribute band. I've actually had a lot of people comment, what's the name of your Bee Gees tribute band? I'm just like, <laughs> like that's, that's really funny to me because it's just, that's, the that's not what I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's John great. Bon I'm to run with that. That'll be my next response. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome to it. John oh, Bonjovio, yeah. you look like you got a mouthful of something you want to say. I'm up for something. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, no, no, actually, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, to discuss the, you know, aspect of this particular song versus the other music that you do. And it mm-hmm. just, you know, you may not consider yourself to be a disco artist, if you will. <laughs> However, I think that it shows that there is creativity and there is flexibility uh, in the musician that can adapt him or herself to doing something like this when you may be well-known for doing something else and pulling it off. So, you know, my hat's off to you. That, that's really about all I wanted to say. It's, you did a really nice job of producing it. It sounds great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
Brett, uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on, and uh, this looks like as good a point as any before we run out of time here, and the fact that you are, in fact, a serious musician, and uh, obviously this isn't what you're, uh, you're, this doesn't represent your entire body of work. Tell us a little bit about who Brett McCulloch is, uh, how he got to where he is now, and where he'd like to go. All right. Yeah. Um... I've been doing music basically my whole life. I was born in Alabama and uh, actually went to college at the University of Alabama. And I've been studying okay. music. I mean, I've, I've played by ear since I can remember. Um, I got my start, you know, learning the Star Wars theme song with the little toy piano. My, my mom, you know, they would go to the grocery store and we would come back and uh, I'd be watching a movie. And one day she came back and, I was playing the Star Wars. I'd learned the Star Wars theme song on the on the little toy piano. And she was like, awesome. "Okay, we're putting you in piano lessons right then." You know, so <laughs> I've really been doing it, and, and I've been singing and playing. I'm primarily known as a keyboard player. I'm actually the keyboard player for country star Trace Atkins, if you're familiar with him. Um, I'm glad you mentioned I, that. I play and sing with him. Yeah, I play and sing with him um, on the road. And right now, you know, obviously the touring situation is all pending and everything, but you know, I moved to Nashville a couple of years ago. I got picked up by him. Um, but I've been writing music. You know, I, I released an album called Mystery about five years ago now. And uh, I actually came out with a Christmas EP last year. So, you know, I'm singing and I, I do the artist thing. And I also produce, you know, a lot of groups. And right now I'm working with a group called Split Rooster. It's this kid band um, that's really great. And I've been working with them. And I, I've actually the guitar player in the video, Alex Kilroy, I'm producing his music, and he just released his first single, Cry. And I've actually got a single coming out this month as well called Yours, and it's coming out uh, on April 17th. So stay tuned and keep an eye out for that if you guys get bored. But, I'd love to get a yeah, copy of uh, it we could share. Well, thank you. I would. I will definitely send it to you. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just try to keep busy with music. Music's my love. It's It's what I've always done, and what what I've always known and, and just really enjoyed doing. So, you know, videos like this just kind of keep me from getting bored. And um, if they entertain other people, then that's, that's awesome. That's like an added bonus. So, well, that's, that's our mission statement here on the David Bowers awards. It's, uh, it's all about the music and the people who make it. And uh, what you, uh, what you've said sums it up perfectly. That's exactly what we're here for. And uh, we have the added advantage of being able to, uh, to make a stage for a lot of emerging artists, uh, artists that uh, haven't gotten the exposure that either they would like to or we think they should have gotten. And uh, it's just uh, John Bon Jovial and I are both uh, longtime terrestrial radio guys. And uh, we got together about, oh, about seven, eight years ago uh, when we were both in Florida. And uh, we got to talking about how much we missed radio and how much it was the only job we ever had that we really could say, got up in the morning and looked forward to going to work. And uh, of course, today's radio not being anywhere near what it was then, it's just not the same. I got an inspiration mm -hmm. and I said, you know what? You can do all of this now with the benefit of the internet. You can do virtually anything you want. Why don't we get together, come up with our own model and, uh, do a show of our own where we can do whatever we want to. We're not beholden to any management or corporate brass, and uh, we can just right. uh, dedicate it to the music and the artists. And uh, here we are in our seventh year still doing it. So uh, 
And, you know, that's why I like to think that, you know, we did radio, as far as I'm concerned, when radio was relevant. And I I think something that David may have said to you just a second ago, Brent, was maybe a little misleading. We've known each other for a lot longer than six or seven years. We, he and I did radio together at WQYK in Tampa back in, uh, what, 1972 or 73. Wow. Yeah, 74. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've known each other a long, long time and we've reflected over the years on uh, our careers. Uh, We've reflected over the state of radio today, controlled by some of these, you know, mega corporations like uh, Clear Channel, which, you know, morphed into iHeartRadio. And uh, it's just, you know, it's in a sad state of affairs. Thank God for the internet and our ability to be able to do a podcast like this one. Yes. I, I mean, I really think you guys are doing a great thing and I love you guys and I and, uh, love what you guys are doing. So, you know, well, thank I think you. the more, the more people that can do what you guys are doing, you know, the better quality music will rise to the top. And just the more, I think a, a bigger platform for people that may, may not get a shot from the big, you know, major companies. So I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. We, we try and we have a lot of fun doing it. And that was the, uh, that was the bottom line. We wanted to be able to do something worthwhile and have fun doing it. And uh, that's uh, that's pretty much what we've tried to package here. Now, before we let you go, uh, a couple of points we have to get across. And one, I told you that uh, self-promotion is highly, highly encouraged. I want you to uh, hmm. tell the uh, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow you, get your music, where where they can find you online. Yes. So all of my social media, it's real simple. It's just Brent MCC Music. It's just at Brent MCC Music. And uh, my website is BrentMCCMusic.com. YouTube, same deal. Uh, YouTube.com slash Brent MCC Music. So you can find me that way. Fantastic. And uh, you, we, talked, we touched on the fact that uh, you're not primarily known as a dance music artist. So Tell us a little bit, and we've got, a, what, a minute and a half or two minutes maybe left. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you like to do, what you would, direction you'd like to take, and if you would maybe lead into the fact that we're going to play uh, this track called What You're Trying to Say. <laughs> yes, I, I think that's probably, it's one of my favorite tracks from my first album that I released, and I released a 10-song album about five years ago. And I'm, I'm definitely a pop artist. I like to say I'm, you know, when people ask me who I sound like, I would say probably like Old Maroon 5, uh, like songs about Jane, um, a little bit of The Fray, and just various other in, influences. But I think that kind of gets in the ballpark of what I'm, what I'm going for. But this actually, this new single, I'm kind of, I'm always developing and tweaking my sound. This new single is actually a, a really just acoustic, piano ballad with some strings and a little bit of synth stuff but it's really just a piano vocal love song that I wrote for my girlfriend um and it's just it's it's nice and simple and it just fit that track but I will be producing some more um and I'm working on some more upbeat stuff to to follow up with it and hopefully you know by the end of this year I'll have at least five or six singles done so great and we hope you'll stay in touch with us. We definitely want you to keep in touch, and uh, we want to follow your career, get your music to uh, to be able to share with our listeners. I have, a, among the other 
social media. I have a page on Facebook, the David Bowers Awards Groups page, and uh, that is there solely for my guests and, for that matter, anybody in the music world uh, to drop their uh, music-related posts, new releases, what you're doing, where you're playing, uh, you know, anything that relates to music that you want to share with the listeners around the world, post it up there. And not only will they get to read it, but we'll pick it up and share it on our other social media. So uh, it's uh, that's uh, the coronavirus of music rumors. You just drop it there and everybody <laughs> will catch it. <laughs> want to thank you so much for coming awesome. and spending some time with us today, Brent. We we'll look forward, as I said, thank to you, you follow, so to following you, and also keep in touch and let us let us get that music when you get it. We'll get you back here maybe and have you tell us a little bit more about what's happened since you were confined to staying inside, okay? <laughs> I will absolutely do that. I'd love that. Fantastic. Thank you again. Brett McCulloch, everybody, and here is What You Trying to Say.
trying to say. That's Brett McCulloch right here on the David Bowers Awards, where it's all about the music and the people who make it. And we're happy to bring you some of the artists, including uh, first-time visitors like Brent and our next guest, Mr. Frank Palangi, a gentleman that uh, we ran into in upstate New York about, oh, I don't know, must have been about 10 years ago now. He's back for, uh, I don't know what it is, his third, third, fourth time on the show. And we're always glad to have Frank back. He's got some new music and some stuff to talk to us about. And uh, one of those is his new EP, Bring on the Fear, from which this track is drawn. Here's Frank Palangi and Gone Mad. Go!
somebody woke up. That's called gone mad. And I'm not sure if that was the, uh, I'm not sure, was that the cause or the effect, Frank? (laughs) (laughs) That was um, definitely written a year and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Palangi, welcome back aboard the David Bowers Awards. Glad to have you come and visit us again. You've been a busy, busy man uh, recently. Yeah, these past uh, couple years kept me uh, on my toes, been branching out a little bit. Yeah, you've done a a bunch of appearances all over the Northeast, and I know you've uh, what you've even done the national anthem there in Albany for uh, I forget who it was, but you you uh, had a big big thing going with uh, doing the national anthem up there one time not too far back. Yeah, we did it for. Um... It'd be like hockey, kind of like NFL type in the area. And then we did uh, Santa Saints basketball. And I went to Massachusetts and did uh, like arena football. That was pretty mm-hmm. fun. Oh, yeah. And uh, so getting into that kind of stuff. Branching out with, you know, online guitar lessons as of now. You know, I was doing in-person lessons. Um, a lot more right. recording. You know, some local artists in the area, too. And um you know, just prepping this EP release and, and getting it done. <laughs> well, I know that song. Our uh, our engineer Nick the Geek also does the uh, the lessons, and he did the uh, he did the swing over to video lessons now too. And uh, I know he's telling me it's uh, it's taken him a little bit to get in pace with it because uh, you know totally different uh, uh, presentation, and he has to switch every all his lessons over and. Uh, it's been a little bit of a challenge, which I imagine you probably experienced the same thing. How do you like doing the uh, video lessons as opposed to in person? I was doing a little bit online lessons before, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, definitely what you teach is a little different. The only downfall with online lessons is you can't play the same exact time because of the the delay. So it's kind of right. like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. I, I, it, it works out pretty good, though. Yeah, it does. And it, if you look at the advantages, uh, you can reach you can reach more people at you know at more likely convenient times for both of you because you you don't have to stick to a totally strict schedule. Although you you should try, uh, you can alter your schedule because it doesn't require going anywhere. There's no transportation or location involved. Uh, I know. John and I have been doing the equivalent of that with our show here for seven years now. Uh, we've done it both ways where we went and got together physically and we've done it the last, uh, I don't know, the last four or five years. We've done it 100% by internet from, uh, from 2,200 miles apart. So we, we've yeah. been on both sides of the fence in, in a way we were cutting edge. We were staying in, staying inside before it was cool. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Are you doing? Well, uh, internet doing radio has been kind of a thing for ten years. I I, I think you know since or about two thousand eight or so. You know or. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going to say, are you uh, are you planning or are you already doing uh, some uh, live feeds on the web? No, I've I've been sick. I had a chest cold and. Uh, oh gosh. I lost kind of my voice, so I can speak, but I honestly just been drumming and teaching lessons and stuff, and um, I haven't been able to really work on my voice, so I'm going to start to. Uh, two weeks, I'm supposed to sing two songs for uh, another radio interview, so I'm like, I better practice at least those two. 
<laughs> yeah, really, you probably want to loosen up on those two anyway. Yeah, I I mean, you, I'm sure uh, I could hope, belt out too. But <laughs> I, I hope you uh, keep us in mind and let us know when these are going to happen. We get we get a bunch of them, but a lot of the ones that contact us are contacting us with these. Uh, we're live on Facebook now, and uh, you know that's nice and we appreciate it. But there's not much we can do to you know to help promote the thing if we don't know about it a little bit in advance, which kind of uh, it ties our hands and kind of frustrates because we can't help the artists the way we'd like to. One of the things I wanted to bring out about you, Frank, and I, I don't know if our listeners have noticed or not, but uh, you are you are not necessarily the person embodied by your music. Uh, I know when, when you first crank up a uh, Frank Palangi track, uh, it it rocks. I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's going to it's going to wake you up a little bit, but you are to talk to and to know you're really a pretty darn down to earth person. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, this is how I've always been, I guess. I'm just really low key, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a kind of a paradox there. Maybe it's a, I don't know. Maybe it's the low key person letting the uh, the hyper one inside out every now and then or something, but uh, it's a uh, kind it's, of it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting to know the other side of you. I know when I first talked to you uh, back in New York, uh, it was about 2008 uh, that uh, I was really surprised because I I had heard some of your music, but then I talked to you and found you to be you know the person that you are, and I went back and listened to your music again, and you know it, it's not the stereotypical rocker, you know. And uh, not, yeah, not only it, it not only down to earth, in there. yeah, not only down to earth, but uh, you know you 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 sound relatively sane. You sound like a nice guy. You sound intelligent. <laughs> you know, it's it's not. I don't think you've uh, I don't think you've bashed your brains out uh, with headbanger music completely. So <laughs> actually, no, I, I like, mean I have, but <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you straddle a line. I, I mean this this last track, I, I was noticing in it too. You do tend to straddle the line between uh, hard rock and uh, heavy metal headbanger music. There's a, you really touch them both. Yeah, I, I felt that on this EP. The, my last EP, I thought, touched on it but didn't go as far. I think this one meets it there, but I don't want to go so heavy that it's like you're listening to like Rob Zombie and, it, and you have that mm -hmm. feeling of it's just – you know, like Rob Zombie's music, it's it's good, but it's like something's off in it, and you know it's metal and all that kind of stuff. And I still wanted that it rocks, but it's still it's got like that energy and like you said, like positive vibe. I mean, there's so many so many rock songs and stuff that are just kind of like I don't know, just out there, well, and you know about drugs yeah, and all that kind you, of stuff. Sometimes you think that they they just created the song to make a noise, to get out, you know, to get out there and just make a noise. And then on the other hand, some of like the stuff you do that actually sounds like you put some thought into it. You created, uh, if not a message, a thought train, and uh, I, I like that. And I also I'm going to mention because. Uh, well, as you probably heard and know by now, John Bon Jovial never hears this music ahead of time, so he doesn't know what's coming up next. And uh, we sometimes <laughs> do that with our guests, and we, we are doing that to you today to a degree because you sent me the EP, uh, but you have no idea what track we're going to play next to close out the interview. And uh, I selected the track specifically for that purpose because it kind of shows uh, – 
another side of you, a little bit, uh, uh, I don't know, a little bit softer. Uh, I wouldn't want to say necessarily uh, quieter, gentler side, but it, uh, it definitely shows another side of your music. We're going to use the track Virginia, and uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. I know, John Bon Jovial, you want to jump in here. Yeah, wasn't that the one you were telling me about the other day? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne meets Karen Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Lita Ford? No. <laughs> That's no all, which, hey, I'm just no, being who, a wise ass. That's all. I just wanted the, to get that in there. Who has the nicer <laughs> hair? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> all right. Now you got your you got your punchline in. Did you did you have anything else you'd like to inject into this conversation? <laughs> No, you've actually you've touched on things that, you know that I wanted to talk about the uh, you know the, the metal versus the persona, and I, I just find really all of it to be you know fascinating because you've you know Frank you've got this uh, you know outgoing effervescent type of personality, and you're not all doom and gloom like you know some of these metal guys are, and you know it's 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 refreshing to hear the personality behind the music basically is all I wanted to say. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you have to, um, like you said, kind of always have that look of, you know, there's the guy hasn't showered and what, you know, or they wear makeup and all that kind of stuff. It's, I have a certain look and you know, it's rock, but you know, it's not too far out there in the West side somewhere, you know? Gotcha. Um, I'm kind of the, goes back to the song Working Man of mine. It's kind of the, you know, the average Joe that's hammering it and stuff like that, and that's what right. I like. So it's, that's part of my personality, I guess. So it's, it's weird, it, but I, uh, I do know, do know what you're saying. It works for you, and uh, I I think it works for the, uh, for what you're doing, and it, it's a good persona to have. Uh, you carry it well, you wear it well. Uh, before we let you go, tell the folks how they can find you online. Yeah, you can go to uh, frankpalangi.com. That's P-A-L-A-N-G-I. Right now you can pre-order the new EP, Bring on the Fear, and it's on Amazon and Google Play. Or if you guys want some autograph stuff, I will be waiting to ship stuff to like whenever this stuff is over, so probably May something, but... There's pre-orders for CDs and some merch stuff and T-shirts and everything else. And um, all social media platforms, except for Snapchat, you can find me on any of them. (laughs) Great. Give me a message. You got it. Thank you so much. Uh, Tell us now in about 30 seconds here about Virginia. Virginia is like one of those songs that, you know, you you liked a girl or something on the road and, and you, you know, you miss her and you can't be together and, it's there's a triage of I call it the trilogy. You had love, you had frozen. Now there's Virginia. It's all three of those songs are part of the all the same story. So if you guys go back, listen to each one. Uh, they're both they're all different girls for me. <laughs> so three different ones, but the same story. <laughs> all righty. Frank, we want to thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Alangi, his latest EP, Bring On the Fear. And Frank, about when is that due out? Uh, June 5th. June 5th. Well, we'll be watching for that. And uh, I already have my copy on uh, on digital, so uh, I'll be treasuring that. But let us know. We want to be sure and get the word out when it's available. Frank, I want to thank you again for coming back and visiting us one more time. Don't make it the last, you hear? 
All right. Thanks, guys. You got it. Rock on, my friend. Frank Palangi. Here's a thing called Virginia. I could tell you Time just passed us by Then those places Where we lived and
Virginia, that's Frank Palangi. Fading into the background there as we get set to do the same thing, my friends. Thank you so much for visiting us today, sticking around, listening to the music. Uh, Be sure and tell your friends about the show. And also, please, folks, stay inside, stay home as much as you can, be safe, and John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Folks, you've done it again. We sure appreciate you spending an hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we're kind of hoping that you'll do it again next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, and, of course, Facebook. Join us next week, if you will, for The David Bowers, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFC-FM. That's 106.3 on your FM dial, Rochester Free Radio. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and, of course, 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. Until next week, for The David Bowers Awards and Nick, our our, uh, marvelously geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary... John Bon Jovial saying, be good to each other, love each other, keep your distance, and we will see you right here next week on the David Bowers Awards. (laughs) 